You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. This evening we just want to take, you know, continue from where we began our meditation on Sunday. We began talking about truth and we called it, um, I tried to call it, I don't know if it was a correct one, Christianity 101. And we said the war that is raging and the war that has been raging and the war that will yet rage is a very simple war. It's a war between light and darkness. It's a war between falsehood and truth. A war between lies and deception. And the devil is the author and the father of lies. He's been lying from the beginning. He's lying now. He will continue to lie. In fact, in one of the passages we looked at on Sunday, okay, we're supposed to look at, the Bible said, after he's locked up for 1,000 years, he's going to be released. And you know what? When he comes out, what will he continue to do? He'll continue to lie. But the shocking part of it is that when he comes out, people will still believe him. We will, we, 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 we will be different in the name of Jesus. He will not catch you. He will not catch me. Not anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Proverbs 23, 23. It says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Somebody say amen. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Buy the truth and do not sell it. There is no price for it. Our Lord Jesus teaching us the parables of the kingdom. One of them he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found a treasure in a field. And for joy over it, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Just trying to give us a picture of how important it is that we hold on to truth. And this evening as we go on, we want to learn and, you know, particularly understand that the truth, when we talk about the truth, the truth, notice, is not truths. So it is not several. It is one. It is the truth. Our Lord Jesus in John 14, 6 said to us, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So truth is a person. Praise the Lord. And truth is who? Jesus Christ our Lord, the Son of God. Amen? Now, another thing we see about truth in John 14, 7 is that truth is a spirit. So you see the Bible tell us the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. It says, it says to us, okay, let's see John 15, 26, please. It talks about the spirit of truth. So the spirit of God it says, when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, who is he? That helper is who? The spirit of truth. So he is the Holy Spirit, but another way you can know him is what? He is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of the Father. He is the spirit of Jesus. And because Jesus is the truth, he is also what? The spirit of truth. So I, I want us to have this background. So the truth is not a combination of facts. It's the person but revealed in diverse situations. Because as we go deeper with our work with God, we'll get to times where this line will not be clearly defined. So it takes a knowledge of who he is, not just what he's saying, because words will come sounding nice. Praise the Lord. Things will come making sense, adding up. And I believe that's where we are today, because like we've already noted here several times, that we, we are in a season where there are a lot of intelligent people you know, the devil is not foolish. The devil is not ignorant. The devil is not unintelligent. He's very intelligent. So intelligence is part of the things that you're going to go over and beyond as you learn what we are learning. Because intelligence does not mean truth. Praise the Lord. Persuasive does not also mean truth. In fact, from your experience in the natural world, you realize that the fraudulent ones are more persuasive. Isn't it? You've been to the market and you don't want to buy this particular thing. And the seller talks so well and so convincingly that you do what? But something is telling you don't buy it. But the argument of the seller or the marketer is so strong and you buy it. And when you go home, what do you keep saying? I knew it. 
You see why? Because the truth is not facts. The truth is a person. Is a spirit. Is bearing witness. The same way when you're hearing falsehood, something will be telling you this is false. But then it makes so much sense. Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Okay? So the Bible says in First John 4, we'll look at it. We, we see that there is a way that we can begin to know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. In First John 4 from verse 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Why? It says, because many false prophets have what? Gone out into the world. And if you read down, okay, let, let's read down. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Just pause there. Let me just do a bit of You see, two and three is not saying anyone who says in my ministry... Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's not what he's saying. You see, Jesus Christ is the Word of God become what? Flesh. So everywhere that totality of the manifestation of Christ is not agreed to. Let, let me give you a simple illustration. Where people, you know, communicate to you in a way where they make you think that Jesus doesn't really mean what he said. Or that Jesus is not, you know... I mean, don't, don't try to be like him. We are men. He's God. You see? He says, every spirit that what does not confess that Jesus Christ has come what? In the flesh. The Bible says to us clearly. It says, looking unto who? Jesus. Who is he? The author and the finisher of our faith. So anybody that tries to keep you from pursuing the paths, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, is an antichrist. Are you getting what the Bible is saying? Because that word confess has, you know, a lot of people have been carried away with it. Where we think that, you know, to be born again is just say, I believe Jesus Christ is part of it. But it's more than it. Let me give you a simple illustration of confessing Jesus as Lord in our time. Leah Sharibu. You know, it would have been so easy when the Boko Haram people said to her to convert. She said, I've converted. Isn't it? What would they do? They give her a hijab, right? And then maybe make her recite a few things. And then when she comes home, she would take the things and burn. Isn't it? And then say, God forbid, I'm not telling you of those things. And then she'll continue to be a Christian. But when the Bible says, if you confess Jesus Christ, remember he himself said to us, if you confess me before men, I will also what? So it's not just speaking it. It's speaking it everywhere and anywhere, in spite of the consequences. Praise the Lord. So you're in an office and there's a deal taking place. Do you confess Jesus while the money is being shared and say, as a child of God, I will not be party to this. Or do you keep quiet? When it is all over, you collect your portion and then you continue confessing. What has happened is that in that instance, what have you done? You have refused to confess him. You have denied him. So when we see this confess, it's not just something on the surface. It goes deep. Praise the Lord. That's not what we're to look at, but maybe it was for someone. So if you go down to verse 4, where are we now? Uh, 5, sorry. Yes, 4. It says, you have got little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world okay he said they are of the world therefore they speak as of the world and the world hears them now look at six six says we are of god he who knows god does what hears us he who is not of god does not hear us stop there we of God. He who knows God hears us. So what I hear is a function of who I know. Or who I belong to. Praise the Lord. He says by this we know. He says this is how you can demarcate the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I think the NLT or the Living Bible will make it simpler. Give us five and, and six. NLT. Five and six. Yes. Five. He says, those people belong to this world, so what do they do? 
they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world does what listens to them they make sense they speak according to the philosophy of the world they speak according to the traditions of men they speak according to common acceptable standards that's how they speak and it says because they are from the world the world does what listens to them they make sense it says but we but you what do you do you belong to god so let's stop there you belong to god it means that many times what you say the world will not what i can't hear you they will not listen why because you're not coming from the same direction it says but we belong to god who are the people who listen to us those who know god they are the ones who listen to us so it says what it says if they do not belong to god they do not listen to us so somebody here don't be discouraged that people are not listening to you because if the world is listening to you and they're excited with what you're saying then that means there's a problem with you the message the world should listen to is declare repent and what believe in jesus but if you're now talking deep things every day that are following you that are listening to you but they don't believe in jesus just know that you yourself are with them that's what they saying. it says if they do not belong to god what happens they do not listen to us the last line says let's read the last night that is how we know if someone has what the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception so it means that they could actually judge what you're saying by who listens to you that's what the bible is saying okay so my, my prayer is that you and i will begin to have the grace to discern between what truth and deception by the spirit in the name of jesus christ now we 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 looked at adam and eve on sunday and we i just want to mention a few things about them as we go on today adam and eve failed why why did they fail anybody sorry they they were deceived thank you so what was the deception the deception was that they were made to think of god less than what god was this afternoon we're learning about the love of god you know and i believe the power of god they they were made to think that the serpent i mean just imagine they were made to think that the serpent loved them more than god that's what they were made to think and now i mean it's shocking to us but do you know how many times we are led into such positions where children are made to believe that their friends in school love them more than their parents where wives are made to believe that their friends you know at the salon or wherever love them more than their husbands or where husbands are made to believe that you know some person i mean that is what happens we see what happened to adam and eve they had a poor knowledge of god we saw that what is eternal life that you may do what know god the only true god that you may know him so because adam and eve did not know god enough they lost what they had so what should be our pursuit to make sure we really know him and what was it they thought less of it they thought god didn't love them enough because look at what the devil said the devil said what that particular tree said that's the bomb that's the one you need to eat from for them to enter into that conversation and go on in it they immediately must have thought really so this god is what keeping this thing from us this god is not allowing us enjoy this thing that's what they thought they thought god was less caring than he really was now adam and eve are our grandparents and they so it means that their blood runs what in our veins anywhere they fell we what the bible says he that thinks he stands what should he do let him take it lest he falls anywhere they fell it means we are trained to fall in that area but by the grace of god we won't fall in the name of jesus so now they felt god didn't care enough for them that was why because if these people had that conversation with the serpent with a full belly you understand with total satisfaction of their position and relationship with god as the serpent was talking what do you think they'll be doing they'll be laughing they'll be laughing 
But because something was telling them, hmm, no wonder that grade, you know, these old people. Do you understand? That's what happened. Now, but the Bible says to you and I, God, John 3 16, does what? For God so loved the world. That word so has no end. So the, the, the reason, the, the, the statement could have said, For God so loved the world, and then said another thing. But it said, For God so loved the world. The word, the word so is the, the beginning of a direction. But it, they added now that he gave to show us the extent. Praise the Lord. Are you getting in? For God so loved the world that he gave. He's just showing us how big. That's why in Ephesians 3 we're looking at today. The Bible talked about the length, the breadth, the depth and the height of. He said which passes knowledge. Means you can't measure. In fact the same passage said which is beyond understanding. You can't comprehend it. So the love God has for the Christian, for us, is too much. Praise the Lord. It is too much love. But if we don't know it, we suffer loss because we think it's less than what it is. Now, now, now. This is why. Are you with me? This is why when, when in Matthew 16, I'm trying to put up, you know, a lot of things together. So, so we, we can um, get to where we, I want us to end tonight. In Matthew 16, 13 to 20, when our Lord Jesus said to the disciples from verse 13, Who do you say that I am? He needed them to get to a point, to a position, so that they'll, they'll be on the same page. He said, who do, who do men say? Sorry, that's the first one. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He's saying, let me even know what they judge me as. And they started saying, some say you're what, Elijah? Some say you're John the Baptist? Some say you're this, some say you're that, a prophet? All of that. And then he turned to them and said, Okay, you that have been with me, who do you say that I am? And it was at that moment that we saw Peter do what? Open his mouth and say what? You are the Messiah. You are the Christ, the son of what? The living God. What was he saying? By that declaration, every Jew knew they were expecting the Messiah. He was the one who was going to come and save them from their destruction. Praise the Lord. That was the one Zechariah referred to. That we've been delivered from our enemies. Might serve you without fear. Okay. So by that declaration. He was saying you are the sent one from God. You are the one. You are the answer. You are everything. Now upon that statement. Our Lord Jesus responded and says. And I say to you. You are what? You are Peter. And on this rock. I will build my church. What rock was he talking about? He was not talking about the Roman Catholic Peter rock. He was talking about the rock of knowing who I am. A church is as strong as their revelation of who God is. A Christian is as solid as his revelation of who the Christ is. Everything stands and falls. It doesn't matter how gray he is. It doesn't matter how young. A young child that knows that Jesus Christ is the son of God and loves him. Will stand and you know he will stand and break the arms of the devil. Do you get what I'm talking about? He says, Upon this rock, this is what the church stands on. And then he says, I will now build my church. You see, when you get the revelation of who your God is, praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, you know, as I came in, I came in a bit late today, and um, I was rushing to meet the praise and worship. And the Lord was, was ministering to me. Do we understand why we do praise and worship? It's not to wait for late comers. <laughs> do you understand? Praise and worship is not to wait for late comers. We've learned it here before. Praise and worship is to fit in the address of God in the conversation you're about to have. It's to rightly locate him. If we're holding a board meeting, if we came here, if we needed seven to form a quorum, if we had seven, we'll start. But why we start spiritual meetings with praise and worship is that you must know whom you are dealing with. So every song we sing, that's why we must sing the right songs. Do you understand? We, we won't be singing on our guy. It's okay when we just want to have fun. But we won't be singing on our guy anyhow. We, we sing songs like the song, you see, 
climb to the highest. But we found no one. We are saying that our God is great. We are calling him Oyiki Yigi. We are saying you are mighty. We are saying you are indescribable. We are saying, do you understand what? When we do that, we are, we are locating. It's a location. When we are done, that's why he can now speak. So that you know who you came to speak to. But then it's not enough you sing those songs and then you face a situation and you say, Wuchima, I don't die. Mba. When you face a situation, that's when you should sing the song. That's why in Second Chronicles 20, 20, when the armies were going to go, he said, let the singers go first. Because as long as they declare my location, everything falls into place. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? That's the way it works. You see, praise is, I mean, we enjoy the music, but it's beyond the music. The music is a, is a, a vehicle trying to make sense out of where we are. When we sing praises to God, we are declaring that Alpha and Omega, the devil knows, everybody knows that this is the correct position. You are greater. It makes your problem smaller. Every time you say, God, you are great, you say, my problems are small. But it has to be with revelation. Somebody put his hands together for Jesus. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon the knowledge of who I am. Upon the knowledge of who I am. So, our job, our journey, is to keep knowing him. And this knowledge of him, we grow in it. We grow in it. And that explains, you know, some challenges some of us may be having, you know, being members of the... We're growing it. At a stage in your life, all you know God for is that he's your panador. Many years ago, Pastor Chris taught us a song, You Are My Tranquilizer. It was a special number, Pastor Chris, which one was it? Was a special number, Just Praise and Worship, he taught us. You see, at stages, you, you call him different things. And it's okay. There's a time he's just your panador. There's a time he's just your, you know, he helps you to sleep in the night because you're afraid. Okay? But then you must grow. Are you getting what I'm saying? As newborn babes, what do you do? Desire the sincere me that you may do. You may grow, you grow. So you're growing in the knowledge of God. So, because, you know why? As you come in as a child of God, you're born again. Do you know what happens? There's a conversation over Job. You remember Job's conversation? God said concerning Job to Satan, Have you considered what my servant Job, that there is what? None like him. That's how come his test was none like others. When a new Christian comes, the devil is warned. This is a new Christian. Don't tempt him beyond panadol and bread. But when you become a born again Christian, some of you are pastors, apostles, different things. God will tell the devil, this one, he's been around. He's been around. Feel free. So when they now meet you, and your revelation of God is still at that bread and butter level, that's how come many people are frustrated. Because the league, the league, I saw something in the news, a few of us may have seen. They said they have ordered John T. Wider to fight Fury. Did, did anybody say it? The third time. I think he didn't want to fight him again. But the, the organization said, you can't carry our title and be drinking Chapman. When I saw it, I was trying to process in my mind, what do they mean that they have ordered? It meant he didn't want to fight. But you're carrying a title. The option is surrender the title without a fight or fight. Some of us that are seated here, the level you are in Christianity, is either you retire or you fire. I get it what I'm saying. Because they permitted that they tell. But if your knowledge of God is still at the level where you can't look at the devil like the, uh, uh, Job looked at him. And so, you know what Job did to the devil? Job treated the devil like cockroach. He said to him, well, what is there? You've taken my... He said, ah, shall I receive? Do you know what that would do to the devil? He will go back. He will search his resources. Nothing again. That's, you never hear of him in that book after that statement. He ran away. Why? Because Job's revelation drew him away. Now, Job himself had his issues. But at least you could see that he knew of God. The wife said, bah, God must have forced. This God must be cursed. Curse him and die. That's the problem of low revelation. Tell somebody, come up higher. Tell somebody by your side. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Praise Jesus. 
So who you say I am. That's where your strength lies. The strength of a church is not in the number. It's in the revelation of God there. If you want to know the strength of a place. Meet about five people there. Just tell them please. I have this problem. Listen to the counsel. Some will say beat that your wife away. That's the problem we have. Beat her and she will submit. Some will say ah well you know Nigeria. You really can't make it unless you steal. When you hear their counsel. You know their revelation. I've said to us here as a church, you see, the, the numbers of Christians in Nigeria, they're immaterial until on your normal day outside at work, you encounter spirit-filled people. If you don't meet people on your normal day at work, it means they're not there. Christians are not there. You just have religious people who long, run into buildings and cathedrals and spend two hours and three hours and come out and remain in the flesh. With the number we have now, the way we know that bad people are in Nigeria, do we know that good people are in Nigeria? It's a simple test. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this evening, I want us to quickly, you know, address that problem of knowledge of God or or truth or however we want to look at it. So that we can be fortified, you know, hold on to truth. And, and, And one immediate thing that happens... Every time we talk about truth and the knowledge of God and things like this, is that people determine, you know, to just study. Study is important. The Bible says, study to do what? To show yourself approved. A workman who does not what? Need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay? But the Bible also says, study to be quiet. So it's not every study that is for showing. There's a study for building. In fact, one man noted, you know, one, one uh, comment, commentator noted in the Bible. He said that Timothy, they had so many good things to say about Timothy. But you never heard Timothy saying anything. There's nothing in the Bible they say Timothy said. But they said to him, the things which you have learned, what do you do? Commit to faithful people. So Timothy was loaded but quiet. I get what I'm saying. He had something, but he wasn't loud. You see, there's a level of knowledge where you see people, once they read a few verses in the Bible, they're bouncing, they're looking for where to distribute. That's what happens when people start Taekwondo and they're at the very low level. When you see those that have gone over black belt, even if you slap them, they won't respond. But I don't know why they're always like this. Because they're afraid what their anger can do. The very small ones, when they finish, they can tear your shirt. They won't really <laughs> hurt you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so we, we want to see, because that was the problem. Uh, well, what we have here is that Adam and Eve failed because of their poor knowledge of God on one side, and also because of lust. What is lust? Lust simply means wanting something at the wrong time. Wanting something in a bad way. Wanting some because we learned on Sunday that what the devil was tempting Adam and Eve with, they were already, they were already in the likeness of God. Okay, so they failed because they didn't know what they had. So there's the knowledge of God, and then there's the knowledge I don't know what I'd call it knowledge of ourselves. Let, let's look at this passage, it will help us get what I'm talking about. First Corinthians 3, verse 21, 22, and 23. Can, can we just appreciate the people on the projector? They've been doing wonderfully. Thank you. You make, you make it a lot easier for me. First Corinthians 3, 21, 22, and 23. It says, therefore, let no one boast in men. Let, let's read together, please, everybody. i like to hear you. Therefore, what? Let no one boast in men. For what? All things are yours. Whether Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Now, a person on Sunday we read, and you are complete in Him. Child of God, as a born again Christian, you must catch this revelation. I've told you here anytime you come and they finish preaching, or rather, not even they finish, they begin preaching by making you feel insufficient. Mm mm. It is not right. It is not good. It is not true. The Christian is complete. I get what I'm saying. The Christian is complete. What we are doing is that we are being matured. We are being perfected. 
is like the fruit of a tree when you plant it and it's growing. Can you add to anything? What the only thing that takes what is time. Even when the fruit comes out, some it first comes out green and hard. Can you add anything to it? You just wait, it gets perfected. At every stage, it is perfect until it comes to full maturity. Now it says for you and I, we must understand that. All things are what? Ours. The rich brother is mine. Even if I'm poor, he is mine. Why? I'm a, I belong. The owner of the heavens and the earth is my father. You are my inheritance. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The, the, you, you, you understand that? Why are we saying that? Because the, the lost, the problem of loss is the, it comes from an imagination of scarcity. It comes from an imagination of expiration. If I don't get this thing, it will never be there. If I don't get this, it will never happen. If I don't experience this, thing, it will never. How many of us have read? You know, some of those things that write ten places to visit before you die. Have you seen those things? Find foods to eat before you die. You see, at least the people know they are dying, so they want to hurry up before they die. You understand? The, the Christian is not in a hurry. Praise the Lord. All things are yours. That's what he said. So we don't boast in men. We don't boast in things. We don't boast in, we don't boast in anything. All, all our boast is in who? In Christ and the cross. He loved me and gave himself for me. How many of us have friends? We may have seen people on social media. And they boldly post a picture they took with a celebrity. Who is a celebrity? A celebrity is someone who fell lucky with his gift. I'm sure you know that the people who are celebrities are not the best singers, they're not the best musicians, they're not the best footballers, they're not the best. They just felt lucky. So someone takes a picture with a celebrity and he's so happy and he's putting it everywhere. Now, you have Jesus Christ, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the Godhead in bodily form, living inside of you. You should take a picture of yourself and say, guess what is dwelling inside here? Are you getting what I'm saying? You need nobody to validate you. You need no accident to happen to say, I ran into. There's one word I heard the other time. And I said, why would they? He said, I was starstruck. So it means you can meet someone and be struck by lightning or star or whatever. You know, they say, hey, hey, is this person truly? And I'll be watching them. Are they serious? You understand? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus, somebody. You know, so, so, so it's out of lack of revelation. And I, I don't know, I, I pray that God will really bless you. I pray that God will really bless us, amen. So that we'll see that this thing we are thinking is there. It means nothing. I'm telling you. When you, when, when, when you ex, I, I mean, okay, maybe not the word bless. Uh, maybe that you have the things of this. So you see that there are nothing. There is no house you will sleep in. That will tell in your dream. The man lying under beggar bridge. And the dream of somebody sleeping in a presidential suite, Hilton. It does not tell. The ability to sleep doesn't, is not even a function of where you're lying down. Do you know that? The food you eat. Huh? <laughs> you see, I just, you, you need to appreciate that physical things are nothing. They are nothing. Have you seen the madman and madwoman who are in love? Have you seen? Did you see, have you seen those people? Eh? Just in love, you know. They, did, they, how many of us saw the video? What? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Second, First John two. First John two. First John two, verse five. Sorry, fifteen, verse fifteen. 1 John 2, 15. He said, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father world is not in him. Why? 16. For all that is in the world, all, all, all of it, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. 17. And the world is what? Passing away. And the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Can we have the Living Bible or NLT? Uh, uh, 15 to 17. It says, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, 
you do not have the love of the Father in you. Let, let me explain something here. The Bible says, do not love the world. But the Bible says, use the world. There are two different things. You see, when I love the world, the world becomes an attainment for me. How many of us here, today's world, I think some children, how many people here don't know what an opener is? Opener. Some people don't know. You all know what an opener is. Are you sure? Tuski, do you know what an opener is? No, nobody poses with an opener. Have you seen someone with an opener and he's just posing? No. It's the drink that matters. Do you understand? The opener is what? An equipment to assess the drink. When you get the revelation of who you are, you know that this one is an equipment what? to serve your king. So I can serve him as a billionaire. I can serve him as a millionaire. I can also serve him as a pauper. It doesn't matter. Why? Because the champion of my salvation became poor. He was not poor. The options were open. Let this mind be in you, which was also what? I've seen some people fighting. He said, don't, don't claim poverty. Leave it. The, the Bible never, never insulted the poor. Forget human beings that are insulting the poor. The Bible says that the poor are the ones that are rich in faith. I'm not saying you'll be poor. But I'm just saying that you don't need either. Everyone, when you have the anointing, all things will do what? Will work for you. That's what we're, that's the, that's the scripture. Leave human feelings and human psychology and human philosophy. I get it, whatever. So they say don't use the word. So you can fly jets as a Christian. You can have billions as a Christian. But he said, don't love it. Because when you love it, have you seen people, have you bought something, you know, I mean, I know we're all great. But have you bought some shoes that you didn't put where you keep shoes? You kept it on the bed. How many have kept shoes on the bed before? (laughs) But, but, you know, you didn't keep it where you, (laughs) and the first time you wore it, eh? The way you were walking. Moonwalk. So it won't bend. <laughs> After some time, that time you loved it. Okay. So it was holding you. But after some time, you started using it. For the period it was like that, it was the one holding you. If somebody say, come here, there's something happening here. You say, there's more there. You won't want to put these shoes so you won't go. What was happening then is that you loved it, so it was controlling you. But at a stage, you go from there to using it. In which case, in fact, let me use, let's stop there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so we, we don't want to be there. We want to be free from this weakness that we saw in Adam and Eve. And what do we, what's our safeguard? We have to acquire truth. And the first thing about this truth is that truth, like we were trying to explain, it does, doesn't come so much by much study. It's beyond study. Because there are so many people who have studied and studied. You know, there's this man, uh, um, a very intelligent man that writes a lot. A lot of the things he says is very truthful. He's intelligent. But if you're following the man, you know, a former advisor to good Lord, the man is a dangerous man. So if you don't have understanding, you may actually not follow him. Ecclesiastic 12 verse 12 says, much, much study. 12 verse 12. It says, and further, my son, be admonished of this, of making many books. There is no end. And it says, well, much study is what? Wearisome to the flesh. The same Bible that says study to you, show yourself up. So it's beyond the study. And our Lord Jesus brought it home better. John chapter 5, 39 to 40. He was speaking to the Jews. John, John uh, 5, 39. He said to them, you search the scriptures. For in them you think what? You have eternal life. And these are they which what? Testify of me. 40. He says, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. This is what addresses that part of where, you know, some of these things, I don't know, but that's what I find. And like I said, you can meet me and correct me if I'm wrong. That thing of taking Bible and looking for things to help you support one thing. You understand? Jesus said, you search the scriptures. For in them what you think you have eternal life. But you will not come to me. So he says, search the scripture. In, in other words, what this passage is saying. Search the scriptures to find me. 
Every time you read the Bible, don't look for healing. Don't look for prosperity. Don't look for, look for me. When you find me, I am everything you're looking for. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's how come people can have a lot of knowledge, but they don't have the spirit. He said, you're searching, but you're not coming to me. So they have facts. They have 17 points to back that argument. But they missed where he was talking about himself. So when we talk truth, it's not facts. So it's, it's not somebody, you know, listing out 11 things, 17 things. No, it's about the person. So it's beyond searching scripture. Another thing that is beyond, it's beyond proximity. This one is very good for us here. Truth, catching truth is not by proximity. Judas was amongst the twelve. He was so into it that he was a treasurer. But Judas did not catch the truth. Adam and Eve, you know, I, I tell people, you know, sometimes people wonder, Pastor, hey, Look at this person in the church, this so and so. I said, God had two people in his congregation. They fell. When I hear? God was what? God the Father was passed over Adam and Eve. And they failed. Who am I? Jesus had 12. Judah, uh, Judas failed. Truth is not by proximity. Never forget that when God created us, he gave us liberty. Anybody that takes away your liberty is not of God. Because God didn't, God could have kept Adam and Eve from falling, but he would have taken away their liberty. Even when Jesus knew Judas would betray him, did he bind him? He said, what you do, do quickly. He said something that should have been a way of escape for Judas. He said, one of you here will betray me. And to my shock, he revealed, he said, the person I give this bread now. And he gave Judas. He said, when, Lord help us. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, 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 let, let me finish before I go to the next point. So, proximity doesn't bring truth. That you're a member of the Father's church doesn't mean you know truth. Who, who do we even think we are? There are some people I'll give you a link. If you follow them, you won't even go to work. Today's evangelical, I mean, that church, that uh, pastor, Charles says this. If you listen to the teaching, you'll just fall. Do you understand what I'm saying? Truth does not come by proximity. I'm going somewhere. Jesus' brothers, quickly, John 7 verse 5. John 7 verse 5. So you read it. Everybody read what is on the screen. Some of us may never have seen this passage before. It says what? Everybody. For even what? His brothers what? Did not believe in him. 30 years plus. Perfect. Never seen for once. Proximity does not bring truth. What brings truth? Desire, love, passion for truth. They told us when we looked at Second Thessalonians 2, 10 to 12. Who did it? If somebody does not love what you love, ah, Second Thessalonians, it talks about, it said because they did not receive the love of the truth. Somebody must say to himself, I have shared my testimony here as a young Christian. I was going somewhere. They were prophesying to me 99.99% accuracy. This is what you ate. This is what your wife said. This is what will happen. This is what is going to happen. This and all of them were happening like that. And then my pastor who had never seen vision for me. Who had never prophesied for me. Who had never done anything. Said don't go there again. He even told me what my pastor would say. But he didn't tell me he would say no, don't go there. Truth we started with is a spirit. When he said don't go there again, I knew that that was the truth. Familiar spirit can bring all kinds of things and bring to But when you hear truth, inside your spirit, do you know the only thing that can keep you? Now, the monies that I was expecting, that the woman was seeing how it was going to come. If my desire was more for that money than for the Jesus who had saved me, I will not be who I am today. Love doesn't make sense. That's what I'm trying to do. Love for the truth will make somebody... I, I, there's, there's, there's some people, I, I see some of my classmates, maybe medical doctors and different things. And you see them and they post picture of their church. It's one touch place. I'm not surprised because when you find truth in a place... You know, some people say, I don't like this church because the building is this. I don't like this church because this is not working. They don't love truth. When you love truth, you will find truth anywhere it is. You can attend a church that is inside Guagua Karimo. 
old layout. Do you understand? You can go there and be an usher. You know what? You know that is where true. And all your friends may not come to that church. But every morning when you wake up, truth is pulling you. You're following truth. But a lot of people don't love truth. So you know what? They look where are people going. And when they see where people are going, they immediately calculate. If people are going there, then there must be something there. You know why? You know why? People. You know, I was, I was speaking to a friend of mine. And he said, but people are going there. I said, then go and worship at Man U Match. Go and worship at, uh, what, what, what are those things? People go there. People. You find direction by people. You don't know 101 about God. Is there anything God has done that people have been on the right side? People. In fact, people should indicate to you you shouldn't go there. Do you understand? I don't, I don't understand, you know, you, human beings. People. How can people impress? We're in Nigeria here. All of you as disciplined, as hardworking as you are. How many followers there? There is the one that is called Naira Mali that tells women not to wear bra. Tells men not to wear, uh, 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 help me remind, belt. Tell students to drop out. He has hundreds of thousands of followers. And people. People. Meanwhile, he is a graduate too. I think with a master's. But his followers, and they are following him. <laughs> you tell me people are following somebody. So because people are following, it's okay. Again. I don't know what other word. No, no, that's true. But, but what I'm trying to say is this. Truth, when you love truth. It's not like when a man wants to marry a woman. A woman wants to marry a man. There's nothing that they tell you, ah, this woman you want to marry, or this man you want to marry, he has a leg. He said, I love him. This, this man you want to marry, he's a bushman. This and that. She'll say, I love him. When you love, sense goes. Do you understand? May we catch the love of the truth in the name of Jesus. When you love, it doesn't matter who is agreeing with you. It doesn't matter who is disagreeing with you. You love and you find fulfillment. He said because they so the first thing about truth is that somebody must love truth. And it's a, it's a function of will, not facts. It's a function of exercising that liberty God gave man. Every man. You love truth. Praise the Lord. So you love truth. Another one is James 1.21. Quickly now because of time please. Thank you so much. James 1.21, it says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. To receive truth, you don't receive truth standing. You receive truth in submission. Every time I go anywhere where I should be and someone is ministering, I pray, I say, Lord, I humble myself under your word. Spirit of God, minister to me here. No matter who is speaking. You know why? You can't receive truth with your shoulder squared. You know, some people, by the time they read two pages of the Bible, when you open passage, they say, okay, I know it. Let me see what he's going to say today. <laughs> they have already flexed. When you flex muscle, you can't receive. He said, receive what? With meekness. You know why? The word that they're about to speak to you is the word of the ancient of days. You're not his mate. Jesus said to the, the Jews, he said, I'm from above. You are from beneath. The only way somebody here can see on top is to do what? So meekness, to receive truth, meekness, not with argument. The, that word meekness means submissive. So when the person has identified this is where truth, you must submit, you must be humble. You must lay aside every word, filthiness and overflow of wickedness. King James will say superfluity of nothingness. Can you put it in? Let's even just uh, learn some vocabulary. Okay, everybody read it. For those who, he said, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of what? Nothing. You see what he's calling? That's the nothingness. And receive with meekness what? The engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Okay? Another one which is similar, 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 6, sorry. 2 Corinthians 6, 11 to 13. This is where Apostle Paul was speaking to the And he broke out and said, Oh Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. 12 and 13, please. Our heart is wide open. He said, we are not, you're not restricted by us, but you're restricted by your own what? Affections, 13. 
Now in return the same. I speak as to you. He said, you also what? Be open. If you're not open, if your heart is not open, the way the heart, you see, if somebody, thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, first of all, 11 says, our heart, my heart, or our hearts are open to you. Isn't that what he said? Then what did he say to them? He said, respond and let your heart be open. You know why? If somebody's heart is open to you, and your own heart is not open to the person, what you do is that you create playground for the enemy to deceive you. Because you'll be judging the person's intentions. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, if somebody's heart is not open to you, he will checkmate all those questions you'll be asking. He will block them off so that when he delivers, you will capture it like that. That's why it's more difficult to believe truth if you're not careful. You believe falsehood because the person bringing falsehood, just like somebody who wants to do 419, he will package it well. He'll package it well. So he said to them, please, can you reciprocate this sincerity that I'm bringing to you? That's what he said to them. Let your heart, open heart helps to capture truth. And, and, and um, another one quickly is um, Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 22, 23, and 24. This talks about the eye. He said the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, what will happen? He said your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 24. 24 now says this is what is explaining to us the parable of eye. You know sometimes you read some things in the Bible, you're wondering what is this say. This is what is explaining. He said no one can what? Serve two masters. He said, uh, King James says, if your eye is single. So we see where the duality comes in. Now, what is it about serving two masters here? Simple. When you come to God, this is one of the things I pray everybody who listens to me will catch. And what we've taught you over time. When you come to God, come to God alone. Come to God for himself. Come to God for who he is. When you come to God with in mind that this, he will do that, he's going to add that. What happens is that you set yourself up immediately for distraction. Do you understand? Come to him. Let him make you what he wants to make of you. Let him do for you what he wants to do for you. Pastor Go talked about Esther the other time. Esther said to the eunuchs, whatever. Other people came with their retinue of, you know, I want Brazilian. This person said, I want Peruvian. This person said, I want French. This person said, it's Russian manicure I want. The other person said, what I want is blockade. The other person says, it's stiletto. This person said, Esther said, I've not been this way before. I've not been this way. You know the master. Put on me what the master likes to see. That's why when she wore it, the master saw I said, that's the hair I like. That's the necklace I like. That's the type of, uh, what's the one that is written? Kulot, Abi. That's the type that I like. And when she even walked, she walked the way the king liked. That's why the man couldn't forget her, sorry. She said, make me the way you want me to. When you come to God, don't come with that you know, intellectual, they told you he kills the enemy. They told you he makes you overtake your neighbors. They told you he does that. And you add all of that. So every time you're worshipping him, you're, you're saying in your heart, really, when will you, when will you, when will you, when will you, will you, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice, when will you, when will you. That's what you're doing. He said, no. When you come to him, let your eye be what? Single. Let your eye be single. You come to a church, I beg you, please. You know, the truth is this. I, I, I think a few Sundays ago, I appreciated people who are members of the Father's. If you're here, I beg you, if you want to be where they are pursuing and overtaking God and taking blessing from God, better go there. You know what? Those of us here, what we are learning is wait on God and be of good courage. Wait on God and what? And be of, for he will show up. That's what we are learning. We are learning here that he that comes to God will must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Not the preacher. He's a reward of those who seek him. So when you come here, we teach you to seek him. It might please God to reward you today. And somebody will be rewarded very soon. In the name of Jesus. Yes. I told you about somebody that whenever he comes to the house, he brings dollars. 
The other time, he wasn't even coming to the house. We had to call him to come and eat. We didn't even know he brought dollars also. So may God prosper you. Do you understand what I'm... There's nothing wrong with prosperity. But that's not our function. We are seated in heavenly places. I get it. But if you come here, just make up in your mind. When your friends ask you, say, you know, where I belong. Behave like that, my neighbor. I told you about a neighbor. Our neighbors when we were growing up. The man is a pure man. Pure. Very unusual man. This man had 13 Volkswagen vehicles. Volkswagen Beatles. He was a doctor. Very rich. While the other, you know, were buying Range Rover, Mercedes, Volvo, those days. The man just was multiplying Beatles. In this house, you know what he did to his children? Whenever they cook, they won't use pepper. And it was a few years ago that the son told us. He said, because he was not eating pepper. I said, why were you not eating pepper? He said, the mom did it so that when they go outside and neighbors offer them food, they won't be able to eat. Be like that person. When they offer you that one, don't, when they say, I beg, say, I beg. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them <laughs> where I'm coming from. We just wait. For those who wait upon the Lord shall do what? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. We just wait. You know why? We trust him. We know him. He said, if you know those who believe, they will not act what? They will not make haste. They will not act in haste. There's a knowledge you have here that I've told us on Sunday. You are responsible. The things that they've committed to me, I'm committing to you. If you're not making disciples, you're on your own. If they're the ones discipling you, you're in trouble. If you're not making, you're on your own. You should take some of this message, see people that, and teach them. I get what I'm saying. Anyway, so it says, if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. When you come to God and say, God, speak to me what you want, you will hear him. But when you come to God and tell God, I don't want to hear anything on this area. Don't tell me about sin because sin has finished. Don't tell me about this. This one has finished. Don't tell me about eternity because I'm living in Nigeria. Don't tell me about this. When you finish, God will say, what do you want to hear? Is it uh, uh, Alibaba or what are those comedians? Say, which one do you want to hear? He said, okay, let's do entertainment since you didn't come for business. I get what I'm saying. That was the problem. Praise the Lord quickly. Our time is. That was the problem with Jesus' brothers. You see, at a point, they, they got frustrated. They said, whoever does this thing you're doing and does, he said, go out and do it. They were impatient. They were thinking, if you are who you say you are, why should I still be doing carpenter work? Why wouldn't they believe him? They were offended because he was not responding in their time. He was not responding in their kind. They were still fetching water. Why don't you make this water? We read about uh, the woman whose oil was not finishing, Abby. Why don't you make this water? The one that fetches water. We say, Why should I be going to the stream to fetch water when you have the power? So because of that, they could not. They did not believe him. Because their expectations from him, he was not meeting them. God, let's rise on our feet. I want us to pray. Matthew 13 Verse 16 and 17. He said, blessed are your ears or your eyes first. For they see what they see. And your ears for they hear. Blessed are you for the things you're seeing, the things you're hearing. I want us to pray. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Let my heart be fertile soul. Let my life be fertile soul. The Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. Lord, perform your word. Let it find root in my heart. Make me a witness. Make me a witness. I hear your word. Lord, I receive your word. I embrace your word. Tonight, I ask for help. Let my life be a testimony. I need you to pray. Ask the Lord. If there is any way I've fallen short in any of this, Lord, I ask for forgiveness. Purify my heart. Purify my eyes. Sanctify me. I surrender totally to you, O Lord. I surrender totally. I surrender totally. Forgive me every act of folly. Every act of unbelief. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Today I'm coming, O Lord. 
And my desire is that you will, according to Ephesians 3, you can put that on the screen for us now, so we'll pray. Ephesians 3, 14, 15. He said that you will help me that I might be strengthened in my inner man. Let truth, let, let the truth, the knowledge of your truth, let it come and be a solid foundation in me. Help me. The Bible talks about the weapons of our warfare. And it says about our, our waste, getting our waste with the belt of truth. Lord, come and stabilize me. Stabilize me. Stabilize me. Change my taste. I don't want to be of itchy ears. Help me, Lord. Help me. Lord, I pray for myself. I pray for my brethren. That you will grant me according to the riches of your glory. To be strengthened with might by your spirit. Let us be strong in the inner man. Let us be strong where it matters. Let us be strong as Christians. Let us not be ones that will be driven by every wind of doctrine. Help us, O Lord our God. Help us, O Lord our God. Help us. Help us. Lusale kebago gender. Everyone under the sound of my voice, let there be deliverance from the spirit of error. Let there be an embracing of the spirit of truth. Let there be an embracing of truth, of the spirit of truth. Everywhere falsehood, everywhere deception, everywhere confusion, everywhere diversion has come in. Lord, we are asking, restore, 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 restore. Everywhere our eyes may have turned to That you did not send us That you did not lead us Oh Lord deliver us Deliver us In the name of Jesus Christ The next prayer I want us to pray Verse 17 of Ephesians 3 says That Christ may dwell in your heart Through faith We're going to pray Two Sundays ago we said That there's a throne in every man's heart And is it that Christ is on that throne and that you are in submission. Or that you are on the throne and Christ is outside. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ said something. He said, John 14, 21 and then 23 or so. He said, if anyone loves me, he will obey me. He will keep my word. He says, I will manifest myself to him. That's 21. Then 23, he says, I love that one. That's my, if there is a favorite. He said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And the father will love him. And you know the next thing. He says, I and the father will come and make our home with him that Christ may make his home with me he may make his home that word dwelling means live he can give us another translation he said that that Christ may dwell in my heart that Christ may dwell in our hearts that Christ may dwell in the father's church that Christ may be established in the body of Christ in Nigeria that he will come and take the throne in our nation at this time even in our generation that the churches every church the father's church first and foremost will surrender to the lordship of Christ that our uprising and our down city will be of him will be by him will be unto him that Christ will come and make his home in our hearts in our church in our families in our businesses come and make your home oh Lord come in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. The last prayer we're going to pray. Almost where we started from. Verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all the sins. What is the width and length and depth and height. To know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We're going to ask the Lord. I want to comprehend that love. Lord, I open up my heart. I open up my hands. I open up everywhere. Flood me, Lord, with the knowledge of your love. Flood me with the knowledge of your love. You already love me. And thank God the Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad upon our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's ask for an experience of it. Let me know beyond doubt. Let no man, let no situation, let nothing. The Apostle Paul says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
Let nothing be able to, Lord, I love you. Lord, help me to know the love you have for me. I want to love you. Help me to know the extent and the dimension of the love that you have for me. So that I may be filled with the fullness of God. God wants to fill us. God wants to empower you. God wants to make you a wonder. God wants to make you a shining star. You are a daughter of Zion's sister. You are a son of the Most High. He's interested in displaying his glory. He said, you, you are his workmanship. You are created in Christ Jesus for good works. He wants you to be a working testimony. He wants you to be a working power. He wants you to be a working witness of his faithfulness, of his might, of his majesty. Lord, help us, O oh Lord. Lord, help us to embrace this love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Blessed. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.